All right, and we are live with episode five. Today is our first day of doing dual recording of both audio and video. So uh, right now the audio, yeah, we're live on Instagram, Cold Brew and Hip Hop. You can join us and follow us. Um, obviously the recording is gonna come after the fact, after the live video, um, but Jacob will go ahead and save that video to our Instagram IGTV. Probably? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Cool. That should be the default, yeah. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I'm sitting here, I'm fucking with my vegan cold brew, old milk, and all kinds of hippie, and I don't even know, some kind of nitrous. Nice, nice. Uh, Kazi, what are you, what are you drinking? Uh, well, right now I haven't opened anything yet, but I've got my, my trusty Red Bull here, and then I have got um, some Wegmans. Uh, sparkling water. This one is the dragon fruit berry, which is which is my shit. Uh, I had special special delivery from Katie to bring that in. Oh yeah, I opened that up right near my iPad, so hopefully there's like a good can sound open. <laughs> uh yeah. So there's Marquis. You let me know last night that we lost the legend. Yeah, dog. I I was like, uh, I saw, I was just on Twitter, right? And then I saw Tom Morello tweeted, R.I.P. Bismarcky. And I was like, what? And then like, I quickly like hit the hashtag just to see what was trending. And yeah, man, that was tough. Um, He was part of, um, he did shit with DJ Cool and Dougie Fresh. Last episode or was it like two episodes ago? Yeah, was it the, uh, let me clear my throat? The Beastie Boys reference, when we were going on and on about, like, when we watched, when we listened to Beastie Boys when we were kids. Was that the fire? Was that Trios by Fire? Might have been. But yeah, shout out to Bismarcky anyway, don't want to get on the digression. Yeah, yeah. Yo, man, yeah, we're, uh... Yeah. Like, I I, I know, like, too many of the songs, but I definitely had, like, mega respect. Oh, fuck. it up i fucked it up i'm really sorry uh i swiped i swiped on my screen like the wrong direction and it like canceled me out of the shit i just wanted to get rid of like the comments here and instead i went uh, uh, how to get that it's like blocking the screen yeah Um, but uh i mean i was still on shit on my end for like two seconds you were gone other than that it was fine yeah i i still have like the audio of you and i was just silent and i waited for me to jump back so uh, you know, again, yeah, this is why we troubleshoot, so, um, but, uh, yeah, man, I forget the, uh, Hello Nasty? Yeah, you got it, Hello Nasty, that's right. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. um, yeah, so, uh, was Biz, was Biz on that album? It was like a sneak, like, he, he, the, 
chapter intergalactic and he's just doing like his beatbox vocal shit and i i think I, if i had to guess he was just like in a room doing that like off the cuff and they just like kept it it didn't that... sound like super serious but it was actually like a slap yeah I, that was like the cool thing about Def Jam, right? And Def Jam, I think, signed the the record deal for Method Man's uh, first solo album after uh, Enter the 36 Chambers. Uh, and <clears throat> like, that's just like, what's up? Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, uh... Yeah, I, I, like, RZA, RZA, like, planned the whole thing out, and that, that's in that, uh, of Mike's and Men, uh, documentary, docuseries, um, he, he talks about that, he's like, yeah, Def Jam was, like, the right fit, but Def Jam knew what the fuck was up, like, yeah, like, they were, like, major label, and I'm sure that they were, like, you know, I'm sure that they turned down dudes, you know, for their freshman album, because they're like, nah, you're not good enough, but I mean, that, I mean, LL Cool J, like, uh, right, didn't he, did he started Def Jam, or he was, like, their first, like, breakout artist? Did they also have Queen Latifah? Oh, 90s Def Jam, it's hard for me to remember, because then there was, <sighs> it sounds familiar with LL Cool J, was that, it could have been his label, because he was really, like, early, early 90s, so he would have had time to, like, get big by, like, Nah, I, no, I'm stupid. Not Alec Cool J. I mean, he might have been on Def Jam, but it was uh, Run DMC. Run DMC. So you're talking not, not Rev Run, but the other guy. What the, not um, Russell. You're talking about Russell Simmons? Does he own it? I don't know. Like the business guy that's like related to like Rev Run or some shit. I don't know. I guess well. Up on MTV where his wife would always like sneak chicken wings in the kitchen. Nah, man, I ain't got no cable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good. It's good to like riff with you, man. Um, so for um for those who don't know, either our listeners or for our viewers, which there are none right now, but people who will be watching this, <laughs> um, you know, I and I think we touched on it in episode four. Which just got published today. <laughs> uh, so that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's on me. That's on me for not publishing episode four. Uh, we had like a couple weeks worth of recordings that I was kind of going through where we were either driving or hanging out at sushi or a couple times out at my bonfire. So um, we. Woods one time. I didn't even include that. The, the walk that we took in the park. Yeah. I, I'm saving that stuff for just like a random throwaway extra bonus or something like that. And then, um, but yeah, you know, uh, so for those who maybe didn't listen to episode four and now are skipping to episode five for whatever reason, um, I am up in the Adirondacks and obviously Jacob is still back at home in Rochester, uh, holding shit down. Um, yeah, so I'm. I took a. I took a summer job up here um, at uh, Camp Gorham for the YMCA. I'm the meal manager, and uh, this is the conclusion of my fourth week up here. Um, I I've grown a nice mountain man beard that I just trimmed up yesterday to kind of shape it a little bit better, 
because it was getting a little scraggly. Um, so yeah, man, uh, I, um, I think, I think I'm definitely, so today's my day off. That's how we're able to record this right now. And, uh, I'm definitely going to listen to some, like, I'm going to dive deep into some Bismarck E. And we talked about this too. We talked about it either episode one or episode two, just kind of like how it's shitty, like, uh, posthumously, um, now these, these, these artists, are going to get more airplay than they have recently, you know, like, you know, DMX, DMX uh, MF Doom, you yeah, know. I, you were like, oh my God, MF Doom, MF Doom. And it was like, I only barely heard about MF Doom when, when he was alive. And then yeah. now, even like on the Simpsons, like meme group, I'm yeah. like references and I'm like, okay, like. So that really proves your point right there, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited about some up- upcoming episodes that we have. Like, this one included, it's remote. I know we prefer to record in person for technical reasons, but also just more, like, organic sound sounding. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to having, like, an actual hip-hop artist on here uh, in the coming episode, whichever one that happens to be. Uh, and hopefully we can get some local Rochester artists on here soon as well. Yeah. BB, BB's her name. Sean's cousin. That's right. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right up. And what's uh, what's what's the dude from Cape Town? What's his name? F O X. Yeah. Uh, Fox F O X. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's an acronym for Flow of Exposure. Yep. So, uh, we'll hear more from that gentleman in the coming episode. Yeah, straight up, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, you, you sent me like one of his music videos and, uh, it was dope. I, um, I listened to like maybe like 30 seconds to a minute of it. So I, again, I'm going to devote some time to listen to his, to listen to his content and his art. And, um, it'll be, it'll be really awesome to, to, to have him, uh, you know, on the show and we can interview him or we can just hang out and riff. Um, and definitely, I think if we can be in the same room and have a much better high-speed connection than what I have here at camp. Um, you know, we can we can be from one device, and then we can have him um, remote in, and we can do the same thing, kind of. Um, and maybe we, you know, maybe after, like, season one, we can kind of take a look at uh, getting a, a better setup. We can kind of use my office and... Uh, record on my computer and i can have like a switchboard with microphones and we can have like a couple cameras so that way like when we do go live we can you know do it straight from from that device rather than our cell phones um just use 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 anchor or we can use another program or something like that an idea came to me a few minutes ago when you were talking about mics and men which i still haven't seen yet and i thought what if we like i wouldn't want to ruin watching it so like i don't know but like what if we like stream like a like a commentary sort of like remember how dvds used to have like the yeah. video commentary over some sort of like version of that where it's like i'm blind reacting because i haven't seen it before i don't know it could be good content or it could just be like shitty i don't know we'll see, i guess yeah, i'm down for it dude i'm down for it. i mean i learned everything i know about the wu-tang clan from just like you know, <laughs> becoming you know so much more than I, I, I'm like, yeah, gravel pit. <laughs> I fuck with gravel pit, dog. Uh, I watch so much more than me and I fuck with them, but like, I'm like, I'm a rookie now. Compared 
you know those uh, Vanity Fair things where like they hold up the um, like Vanity Fair Google search or whatever it's like, and they like peel the sticker off of like the what the piece of poster board. It's all like best Wu Tang song, and they peel it off, and it says like best Wu Tang, and then you see what other people search for, and then they answer. If not, I'll send it to you. It's like they're in a they're, they're sitting on like you know, like stools and they're in front of a white background and it's like celebrities or artists or uh, movie stars things like that, TV stars and like they usually do it to promote something that was coming up. So I think they did this in twenty seventeen to promote their twenty fifth anniversary tour, and um, so it was the Master Killer, You God, and Inspect the Deck, uh, and so they were like. They were talking about like you know most popular Wu Tang song and they they you know they mentioned like the hits and then they were like oh actually yeah you God was like gravel pit gravel pit slaps randomly people people fuck with gravel pit and it's like it's really funny because I'm like yo my boy Jacob is one of them people who fucks with gravel pit and they're like I don't know why but and then they're like why is it named gravel pit and they're like man we don't know RZA just wanted to name it gravel pit and we don't know and it's like one of those things. Crossing the Delaware, and the rest of the dudes are like Revolutionary War soldiers of hip hop on the boat, and he's just like leading the charge. But like they're all down, and they're gonna like starve all winter long. But they're still gonna kick the British out anyways. Dog, like, that's the fucking Wu Tang, yo. That that is the Wu Tang, yo. Have you seen the the album cover for their album that came out in like the early two thousand? Iron, I think it's Iron Iron Fang or something like that. Iron Flag. I don't think so. I'm fucking up the title, but it's Iron something. They're recreating the hoisting of the flag. The Iwo Jima one? Yeah. The... Oh, yeah. Okay, no doubt. Wow. So they're all wearing, like, fatigues and stuff like that, and they're just like... But, of course, uh, it, the Old Dirty Bastard is not pictured because he was incarcerated, I think, at the time. Mm. Yeah. Either that or he was in, in rehab. He, he had a really tough go of it, dog. I know. Uh, shout out to Old Dirty. I was just listening to you earlier on um, Duel of the Iron Mikes on Jesus Liquid Swords. Yeah. And even though I, he might have probably passed by the time, I don't know the backstory on it, but like the audio of his voice, it's like it belongs on Wu-Tang tracks. So I'm glad to hear it regardless. Well, they, uh, and, um, they, th- they throw, they throw, that's like the nice thing about being a musical artist is, you know, like as we see with like Tupac and Biggie, there's like, especially Tupac, Tupac was just like recording, right? So that's how like posthumously he was able to come out with albums after the, after he had died. And the same thing, you know, like that's, that's great because like on, um, uh, the album that came out in 2017, man, I'm spacing on a name now. Yeah. Yeah. Let it's legend of the woo or it's one with red man. People say lesson learned trying to blank on the name too i can i can't even think of any album names right now yeah for fear of uh messing up audio video recording i'm not going to touch either my ipad or my phone to look up that album (laughs) but um yo dog speaking of wu-tang clan um so for our listeners jacob sent me a link uh, a couple weeks ago and he's all like hey yo Ghostface Killa, Raekwon, and Jizza are all doing a tour together, and it's called the Three Chambers Tour because it celebrates the 25th anniversary of their solo albums, Liquid Swords, um, 
only built or built for Cuban links or only built for Cuban links. And then um, Iron Man. And uh, we they're doing like a tour for that and they're coming to Rochester. And so uh, we coordinated, uh, we set our game plan, we figured out uh, the correct website to buy official tickets from because we didn't, we didn't want to get no uh, um, tickets printed on uh, crackers like the Simpsons episode when they went to the Super Bowl. tickets and they were just food yeah stop eating my tickets so yeah we were able to we were able to cop them tickets and um jacob was actually like keen enough to see that website and see the little message that said vip meet and greet so uh your boys along with uh our boy tony shout out to big td uh it's his birthday on november 18th and on november 19th we got that VIP meet and greet with Ghostface Killer. I'm, I'm so excited. Yo, dog, like, like. I, I think about it every day, like, what am I fucking up? Like, I'm like, hello, Mr. Face Ghost. No. <laughs> no, you gotta call him by full, full legal, dog. Yeah, but hello, Mr. Dennis Coles. <laughs> He'll probably stab you, but <laughs> just knock you out. <laughs> um, yo, man, like, I'm. I'm just happy that, like, I'm going to be, we're going to be in the front row, and we're going to see three members of the Wu-Tang Clan, guaranteed. We also get to meet and take photographs and hang out. I don't know for how long this meet and greet's going to be, but we get to meet Ghostface Killer. Yeah. A- and, I, I mean, that's, like, big in of itself, and, like, if Raekwon happens to be in a room, if Jizza ha- happens to be in a room, that's fucking awesome. And then on top of it, the fact that like the RZA was so involved in those albums and the concert is in a city in New York, it's probably super easy for them dudes to just hop on a plane. Jet blew that shit. Probably, I mean, assuming they all still live in the, you know, greater New York metro area. Um, yeah. But I mean, I I'm like I don't want to like hype myself up. Katie keeps telling me like you shouldn't do that. Like, um, you know you don't want to be on you know like some higher shit. But like man, if we can get some, I mean, if Capadonna shows up. I mean, Capadonna was on the album Iron Man. It was Ghostface Killer, Raekwon the Chef, and Capadonna. It was the three of them listed as the artists of the album Iron Man, even though it was Ghostface album. That's the killer too on um, Iron on um, um Duel of the Iron Mike. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's like a hail mary shot, but like, it's not like it's that far. I mean, we're not talking about from like San Francisco to New York. It's like a short drive, a super short flight. Like, it's definitely yeah. doable. Yeah. If they wanted to definitely show up and like, hey, like I'll take a grand off of this or whatever the fuck it is. Okay. Yeah. Or they might just do it. I don't know. They might just do it at this point because they're boys. But like. Yeah. That would be so fucking dope, bro. Like, I really... So I really got to think that, you know, we should... We should definitely reach out to the Jizza's marketing team, management team. Because he's got a link on his Instagram. Like, it's right there. Like... I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the link to email the management team is there. So we could just hit him up and be like, hey, yo, you know, we got tickets. We got the VIP meet and greet. 
y'all coming to Rochester, like, yeah, the meet and greets with Ghostface, but, like, if you got time before or after the show for, like, a quick soundbite or we can ask you a few questions, you know. What would, in it, what would be in it for them? Like, why would they give a shit? Like, not putting ourselves down, but, like, what could we put in the email or what we reach out? Could we put a link to our content and say, like, we have an international audience? It's not like we're... In, you know, on billboards in Dubai and shit. It's just like we definitely have listeners in like Germany, yeah. Africa, and the U.S. So, I mean, that's something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I think when it, if they look at the analytics, they you know, hopefully they'll just see you know, hey, that's like two guys. They're up and coming. They're trying to you know do stuff, and it's like you know, I just want to. I mean, even if I even if I don't get to like record an interview, you know, formally, if if we even just get to, like, talk to him a little bit, just to, like, pick his brain. Um, all of them, by the way, all of them. You know, I want to... All three of those dudes, I really just, like, I want to come prepared with some things that I want to just, like, ask them, either about a lyric or about, you know, their experiences. or Who who even knows? Just, like, hey, man, like, what's going on, right? Just to be like, what's it... You know, what is it like? You know, like, I, we've seen all the content, right? We've seen the documentaries. We've seen the the interviews and things like that. But like, you know, like what was it like at this point of your life? And what was it like when you were first starting out and things like that? Um, you know, the, uh, Jizza probably wants to talk about physics. If we could come up with like a really intelligent question about the cosmos, he would probably be like, fuck the podcast. I just want to tell him like, yeah, you guys, interesting thing about space. Yo, I want to ask, I want to ask him about Pluto. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, yes. What's I up? You would have like a intelligent like thesis to give you about that. Love the genius. Yeah, dog. Um. So man, it's been it's been super rainy here, dog. We just yeah. got we just got done with session two for camp, and uh, it was it was a two week session, uh, our only two week session this summer, and uh, so, yeah, man, it's like. I really want to hike a mountain <laughs> and my last, you know, last few days off have been spent doing other things. So, um, yeah. shout out to you and your family for coming up to visit me with Katie last weekend. That was dope as fuck. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I really appreciated the hell out of that. It was kind of good to, good to see my friends and stuff. Cause it's like, it's a little tough up here. Like, like I said, this is the end of my fourth week being up here and I've just now learned all the names of all the staff members. So all the counselors, I've, I know their names minus like one guy who wasn't here during staff training. And, um, you know, they all kind of gotten to know me on their own and, um, you know, I've been more included and I've been more present than any head chef meal manager that camp has ever had, I guess. I'm participating in like evening programs and, you know, like we did a, a game of Clue and all the campers had to come around and they had to like interview all the different characters. Uh, and I was uh, Bobby Buster and I was like involved in certain illegal activities. So uh, up here at camp, there's no Wi-Fi, right? There's no cell service. There's no Wi-Fi. Kids have to turn in any phone or leave all their phones and tablets and things like that at home, right? Like is, it is a no screen zone. So what I did is I set up my iPad playing Scooby-Doo on Netflix 
And then I was like scrolling TikTok with my AirPods in and they came up to me and they're like, are you a character? What's your name? And I'm all like, yo, my name is Bobby. What's up? You got, you got two, two cookies and an ice cream sandwich. You can cop an episode of Scooby-Doo. And then they'd, mm-hmm. be, like, they'd be watching over my shoulder and then I'd like put my phone away. Like, nah, man, you got to pay me first. <laughs> it was really funny. It's like, so it's like a, a camp appropriate illegal activity. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and like I'm getting like a lot of feedback from you know my customers, the campers, and also the the the, the counselors, and they're telling me that like I'm the I'm the best chef that they've had. There's one young man uh, who was going away. Uh, one of the counselors, he's uh, in a military college, and so he's doing time now with the Air Force because they requested him for like a month, and he. Um, he was like, I've been coming here for eight years, right, as a camper and now as a counselor. And you are by far, like, the best, um, the best chef we've ever had. And he's yeah, like... and it sounds like you're getting a lot of positive feedback uh, along those lines. I hope that uh, you're able to make the genuine impact that you want to and then sort of snowball that into something longer than just the summer yeah. position. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I definitely have intention of coming back next year. Um, it'll probably be a lot easier, too, to actually have a full kitchen staff and not, you know, because, like, right now it's, it's, it's me and then I've got volunteers. Um, so this past week we had a couple of volunteers who were actually board members um, for Camp Gorham. And uh, they were great. Nate and Tiffany, shout out to them. Uh, I've got a Bill who was, like, a camper back in the 60s. And he, you know, he helps out with, you know, think maintenance things around camp. He helps out with just a whole bunch of stuff. And, like, it's really awesome to see how much these people care, right? Because we have so many generations. Um, we have, like, six generations of staff who are, um, uh, who were working this past weekend. Which is really awesome, right? Because we have, we have you know, board members who were counselors when another board member was a camper. And then we have that same board member when he was a counselor has Tim, who is one of the senior staff when he was a camper. And then he's, he was a counselor when some of the younger staff members. So it's like, it's interesting. Like it's like, it's a, it's a big tree. Um, you know, it's my first time ever doing overnight camp and I'm like getting sucked into like all the the activities and i'm loving it uh i get woke i get woken up to loon calls i go to bed to loon calls um there's like a red squirrel that lives 10 feet from my door (laughs) and he like about all that shit man i'm like when the fuck is my adirondack job gonna come but I'm, i'm not complaining about my situation bro i was you know i was actually i was thinking um I was driving into town today and I was like, you know what would be really awesome? Cause like the big difficulty for us is like, we're, we're away from home. You know, what would be yeah. great if we like found like a, a small house in Eagle Bay for sale and we just bought it. And, and then it was just like, you know, an Adirond- Adirondack home. Mm. And then in the summertime, you could be camp's camp photographer. You could have your drone and all that stuff, and like, 
because right now we don't have a camp photographer. It's whatever staff member is available to pick up the digital camera or to take pictures and videos on their phone and then email them the marketing. And... Ad hoc. Yeah. And, um... And I was like, I was telling Katie, and I called her on the phone. I'm like, yeah, you know, we could just move up here. And, you know, I could, I could work for camp full time. And then you could run the Camp Gorham Child Care Center. <laughs> open up a child care center here. I was at lunch with Vicky today. And I was like, you know, we could just move up to, like, Inlet. And, you know, like, just, <laughs> like, I was like, instead of, like, visiting the Adirondacks every once in a while, let's just visit Rochester every once in a while and, like, crash people's houses there instead of vice versa. Like, it's way cooler over there. So, like, fuck Rochester. Like, we can still go there, but, like... If I have a remote trap anyways, what's the fuck difference? Yeah. Um, except you don't want to be pay- paying mountain prices, dog. For what? Like Everything. Everything. <laughs> and like clo- closest Wegmans, I don't even know. Utica? Oh, shit. It's fi- like new. Yeah. yeah, it's it's 50 miles away. And, like, we're, we're, like, an hour and a half away from, like, the high peaks. Just because, like, you have to take the Route 28 going up and down mountain roads, going through, like, towns and stuff. So, like, you slow down to 30 miles an hour when you drive through, like, Long Lake and shit like that, Blue Mountain. So, like, yeah. it's it seems glamorous, but I'd rather just have, like, a cottage that we could, like, fuck away for the summer. And then, like, you can still, like, you know... Yeah, Vicky's job can be done remote, and Luciano, if he's in summer school, he can come up and do remote summer school at home, and then, like, y'all can stay there. Katie can then come up and visit, or, you know, I don't know. Like, I, the difficult thing is that Katie's can't, job can't be remote. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to have my food truck, so, you know, uh, God willing, when I um, move in the next year, summer of 22, uh, hopefully I've got staff that i trust to run the truck for you know the eight weeks that i'm away at camp if i'm going to be away at camp or one thing that might work is if i can still hold this role as meal manager i might not i don't know i might not you know need to be here all the time because if i can hire kitchen staff who are competent enough to run that kitchen you know Right, I mean, that's, part, that's part of leadership that you understand. So I definitely think it could be done if the right team is involved. Right. If it's a volunteer situation, then it's sort of like you get what you get. Yeah. I, I, hope, that, I hope that I make a big enough impact for the Y, um, the Rochester Association. I hope I make a big enough impact for them um, where, you know, they kind of identify my skills and my strengths where they would ask me to, to come back next year and, you know, maybe even trust me to be part of, like, that interviewing process, you know, to be on the interview board when it comes to hiring staff for kitchen or for other duties and things like that, um, you know. And, and I, can talk, I can talk to my boss about that. I can talk to Jackie um, at the end of the session. But I'm, like, I am unbelievably humbled and, like, grateful for this experience. Um... I mean, they, you know, I get treated, I get treated so well, you know, and a lot of times it it can be a thankless job, you know, like I think about like the lunchroom staff, right, from my high school, only, only when I was a senior did I really get it, you know, 
Um, and maybe that's because I had already started working in food service. And so I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it is kind of thankless, but here it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's, um, it's really great. You know, the campers for the most part really appreciate the things that I do, the things that the, that my kitchen staff does. And, you know, you know, if I go out for a run or go out for a walk and the campers see me around, they're like, hey, John, breakfast was great or, you know, dinner was great last night. Um, and that's that like that's really like at the end of the day, that's the reason why I did it. You know, um, I like that. It, I was wondering, like, what is like the distance between you and I mean, like not the literal distance, but like what's like how they are comfortable to come to you and talk to you directly, which I like. And, and uh, I, I saw when I was with you there, and they, one guy, one kid was semi like busting your balls like too much or not enough cheese or something about the cheese. But I, I, I like the fact that like at the end of the day, like they know that you have the personality of someone welcoming and somebody approachable. So that's like shows that you get to be you when you're there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember talking to you like six months ago. I'm not going to say where, but at a different place of business where it wasn't such like a, if that's your biggest problem and you got a really nice career going, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Like it's, def it's definitely great to like, because, you know, because I do care, right? And at, at, at my previous job, the the clientele didn't show that appreciation, you know, of all the hard work that went in to provide their meal. And, you know... And a lot of times, you know, kids will just take their food and, you know, be whatever. But one thing that we do here at camp is like the, we teach manners. And there was young one young boy for this past session who would like, at the beginning of the session, he came into the kitchen. He was all like, can I get some cereal? Or He just yelled, you know, for some random thing. And I just looked at him. I'm like, that is not how you ask for anything in my kitchen, young man. And And then like one... There's like an ice machine. You have to like scoop ice, but we don't let the children scoop the ice because they're going to grab it with their hands or they're going to leave the scoop in there and that's not sanitary and things like that. So like they have to ask permission and we have to then help them. And so he came into the kitchen and he like demanded, he was like, somebody help me get ice. And I, I stopped what I was doing. I was like, that is not how things are going to work, young man. You will not come into my kitchen and make demands. You will ask. May I please have help getting some ice? You know, and, um, you know, I've, I had a few people, like, come up to me, and they're like, I really, really liked how you handled that. Um, I was in a meeting with one of my suppliers, and same young boy, like, came up, and he's all like, what are you guys working on in your computers? And he's, like, reading over our shoulders, and I'm like, this is not appropriate behavior. Please go back with, like, your counselor. I'm in a meeting, and I've asked you not to be yelling around us, like... You know, and I understand that, like, I'm in a, a public area, but, you know, it's just like, I, I, you know, shout out to my wife, Katie. I mean, she really has taught me a lot about, like, childhood behavior and, and how to um, respond to children when they're um, behaving in an in undesirable way, right? Um, and part of that's, like, you know, just regular, like, animal behavior. Like, we have to, you know, negative and positive reinforcement, blah, blah, blah. Classical and operant conditioning. I have a squirt bottle. Squirt them from across the kitchen if they if they come in when I don't want them to. But you know, I, I keep I keep things fun too. You know, like I um I, I was on some Martin Van Buren kick. Don't ask me why. 
Um, but, all right, Jacob, history lesson. What president was Martin Van Buren? What number? Oh, shit. All right, so for our audio listeners, Jacob just held up eight fingers, and he is correct. So, yeah, like, kids will come into the kitchen, and I'll be like, who was our eighth president? And they're like, uh, Abraham Lincoln? I'm like, he was the 16th. Get out of my kitchen. What's wrong with you? Throw things at him. You ain't eating today, boy. <laughs> uh, and they're like, why do you know that? And I'm like, I don't know why I know that. I want to get one of those marshmallow guns that uh, Andy had from uh, Parks and Rec. Because it's, it's appropriate. Because, you know, marshmallows, camp, campfires. So if I have those mini marshmallows, they come in. I can just go pop, 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 pop. <laughs> but then I'm going to have to clean them up, which is going to suck. Probably can't call it a gun. You have to call it something else. Because if you start saying gun, it's going to be, like, yeah. touchy. Yeah, yeah. Marshmallow projectile or something. <laughs> Hi. High-speed, air-powered, marshmallow, aerial projectile. Yeah, I saw this TikTok last night. I think I sent it to you if, if I didn't. But it was like uh, some dudes in the army. They used a, a grenade launcher and they set it up on a mortar mount. And they sent that shit. They fucking sent it. And they all then immediately ran like underneath like their, their bunker. And then they're like, did you hear it yet? And they're like, no. And they're like, dude, it's probably a dud. And they're just like, what's the what's the flight time for something like that? And they're like, one dude's like, bro, I don't even know. <laughs> they must have been somewhere out in the desert. I mean, they were in desert fatigue. So like, um, am I using that word correctly? Fatigues? Or is it uniform? Well, the fatigues isn't wrong, but it's just means the camo and it's just it's sort of like an old term but it's not wrong it's like a vietnam era thing you're right because it is still vietnam i was a vietnam <laughs> um, do you know what they, they did to you in vietnam man they might have been in like china lake or like you know there's like a weapons testing area in like the kelly desert that i feel like you get a bunch of goofball like marines or soldiers out there and they're probably going to do shit like that i remember my dad has this video like on youtube it's him in iraq and this is like the cool thing about like i mean i didn't get to serve in the military so i mean that was god's plan but like this is like this video of so like my dad as like the shop leader or whatever and like they're just they had just arrived to iraq and the marines that they kind of came in and replaced left a bunch of shit so like they just destroyed it they just had fun like smashing everything with like golf clubs and they made this like giant fucking mess but like the caveat was that they have to like then clean everything that they you can't just like make a huge fucking mess of the area and like leave it but they, it's like this compilation of like just like a smash therapy and it's just like breaking all the marines shit like you know like a go navy thing or whatever but like it's funny that in the military like what you were saying like the grenade launcher shit like they had probably had like some kind of sergeant or some staff sergeant that signed off on that like put them in the little crew and they're like yeah let's fucking send it bro like like my dad in the shop like yeah let's fucking break all the marine shit like it's not like yeah in boot camp where it's like no fun allowed it's like fucking uh you know lord of the flies boys will be boys and shit yeah um the- less, it's less today than it was but still i mean as you saw on tiktok it still happens yeah I love I love the video. I don't know if you if you sent it to me or I sent it to you or if you've seen it, where the one guy's like shooting a M16 or something or an AK, uh, some automatic 
rifle. He's got it in one hand, and he picks up a second one, and they both have drums on them, like 50-round drums, and he's shooting one, and then he starts shooting the other one, and he has, like, he, his stance becomes, like, super wide with one foot in the back. <laughs> and, like, all the other guys who are on the range stop shooting, and they look at him, and, like, he's just like, brrrr. <laughs> like, Bro, when when I, when I get back when I get back to town, we'll uh we'll, we'll go shooting uh we'll go plinking with my twenty two. Cool. That cool, thing is yeah. so much fun. I got I got to get some more ammunition. 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 GTA Freudian slip. Ammunition. <laughs> Store where you buy ammo. Yo, uh. I want to go and get. I think I got other shit I gotta buy first, but I really like. I wanted to get like a rifle or something like a long range rifle. Bro, can you keep your finger on the pulse for, um, what's the place in Rochester that we follow on Facebook? All-Star? Yeah, All-Star Tactical. If you, if you can keep your finger on the pulse for them, if they, like, say that they get 22 ammunition in, um, I can Apple pay you any amount of ammunition. When, when I, when I bought my rifle... The dude, the dude at the the store was all like, "Yeah, we've got the bucket of eight hundred rounds for eighty bucks." I was like, uh, "I'm already throwing down four hundred for this rifle, so I'll just take the 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 box of three hundred rounds." And he's like, "Okay," and like now looking back on it, I'm like, "Fuck," because you know when I went out shooting with Seth uh, the first time with my with my rifle, um, I think I maybe used like fifty to sixty rounds. Yeah, I fucked up. I never, I didn't, I didn't know. And apparently, like, during an election year or any time, like, a republic or a a Democrat is in office as the exec, the head of the executive branch, like, ammo is very, uh, scarce, right? Um, Gun sales go up every time a Democrat gets elected, they say. Yeah, yeah. And now that I am a, 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 uh, a proud gun owner, <laughs> I definitely understand that. And I'm like, ah, fuck. But, you know, um, shit, man. It's just, it's still raining. It's raining, like, so hard right now. You know, there was, yeah. there was flooding out. There was flooding out your way. I'm waiting for it to happen here. I'm, like, right in front of the fucking hood, and I feel like the last time, let me switch this back. Yeah, yeah. And there was a couple sprit there was a couple springs where you really couldn't come to this park because the water was in the parking lot. So but I mean it's not like that right now, we're cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh the Saint Lawrence Gap. That's what they have. It's like the one body of water in New York I haven't even visited yet. Saint Lawrence is that in the Thousand Islands? Yes, that's the no, Saint Lawrence River. Lake Champlain I haven't been to yet. That's the one. I ha- I've never been to Lake George and apparently that's a spot. in 
in the rural area, yes, there was some sketchy flags that I wasn't huge about. But when you get to town proper, it was just like any other cute, like, Adirondack town. And there was even, like, a Pakistani restaurant there with, like, a huge green flag with the crescent nice. on it. And I was like, if it was that, you know, races of a town, this wouldn't be up right now. So. Right, right, right. And, but again, George. you know, talking about, like, people who supported and still support Donald J. Trump, um, uh, you know, it's interesting because they can support him and not be racists. That's, that's possible. Now, I know that, yeah, you're laughing right now, but it, it is possible. You have people who, who don't break party lines. And you have people who vote for candidates based on a handful of policies that they agree with and then all the other policies they don't agree with, right? And, like, that's the problem of, like, you know, when I voted, I didn't vote for either of those two parties when I voted for president. And I know that you didn't either. Um, and, you know, it's our it's our right to not say who we voted for. I mean, I, I voted Green Party. I voted for Howie Hawkins because I looked at all of his his stance on all the policies that mattered to me, all of them. I, I looked at all of them, and I, I aligned mostly with, with his plan and his agenda, right? And his, and his moral compass. So... I, I think I wish I voted for Howie. I don't... I, I did the thing that I don't think I like when other people do it, and it, I, I wasn't in love with... The lady who I don't even remember her name. Joe Jorgensen. Joe, like I keep thinking Jill Stein, but I know that's not the right name because that's 2016 Green Party. Yeah. And she was also pretty decent. She would always shout out Palestine. Yeah. Um, but Joe Jorgensen, like she didn't like offend me or anything, but she was just like the laziest fucking candidate I've ever seen. Like she didn't do shit, bro. Like she just like put my name down. Like fuck it, I'm, I'll be the throwaway candidate. And, like, her VP choice was, like, way more active than, she, like, her, her as president. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's already over. I'm not trying to, like, rehash it, like, on the news yeah. or whatever. But, like, you know, I 51% vibe with her and, like, 49% with, like, Howie, like, on his stance and everything. But, like, I knew who Howie Hawkins was since, like, 2017. And I always thought he was, like, a solid guy. And he, if you're... Someone, even if I don't fully agree with you, if you follow through with your shit and you stay consistent, I respect you as a man or a woman yeah. or, or a person. I, yeah. I, I fucking respect And, like, Howie is like that to me. He's not like somebody's going to kiss the ring at the last second just to save their ass. Um, shout out to Vermont Senators. But Nah, um, opposite of a shout out. Bernie Sanders, if you ever listen to our fucking podcast, I want you to fucking call us, you spineless piece of shit. You fucking sell out, motherfucker. Pe- people, people fucking fucked with your shit so hard in 2016 and you got fucking robbed and it was like, it was whatever. And then you fucking were going so hard and Joe Biden wasn't even a, a front runner at first. He hadn't even decided that he was going to run. And then all of a sudden everyone started dropping out and endorsing him. And then you fucking spineless fucking slime lizard person. I don't even know. You fucking, you abandon an entire generation of people who, 
who who was we were in love with you this like cute little old man who was so real about shit and like yeah you're in your 70s but you're not you don't fucking talk like you're in your 70s and you understand like he had his finger on the pulse of America and up until he bent to the Clinton and the Biden and like the old school like the old school Dems and shit like up until he started like bending to them for whatever reason it was to me even as someone who like at the time would never even have given him a second thought to vote for him i still gave him respect because he was in the civil rights movement getting arrested he was like on that same page from day one when yeah. joe biden was making like anti-black legislation so that they couldn't have integrated public buses and shit that same that senator was out here have what Oh shit, hold up. Live video ended. Oh man. What's up? What's up? Yo. Sorry man. Must have we must have hit an hour. We're at, we're at 51 minutes right now. Dude, my fucking I I hope to god that shit saved. I don't it just fucking like the app just like went away all of a sudden, bro. And oh. I'm like Swear to God, I better not have fucking lost that like last time. Like, alright, whatever, anyways. Yeah. Um, you, get, you get riffing and you get rolling and then you get good shit. Fucking Instagram. Alright, I'm gonna chill, I'm gonna chill. <laughs> um, so yeah, but anyway, before we were uh, cut off, um, and again, it's, it's it's hard doing it remote, so it's fine. I added a flag here in, in the anchor recording, so I added a flag when you left and I added a flag when you came back. So hopefully I can just trim it and put it back so we don't have like kind of that dead air of me fumbling around with the with the phone. Um, but we are at 51 minutes and the audio recording is going to end at 60. And I'd like to maybe, cause the other episode, episode four is like hella long. It's like probably like push an hour and a half, hour 45. So yeah. we'll keep this one at 60. Um, we should talk a little bit more about hip hop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll, we'll do that in episode six. We'll talk, talk a little bit more about hip hop and, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it was a good session. Um, we were talking about, you know, politics a little bit. But yeah, man, I mean, fuck Joe Biden. Fuck that asshole. You know, like, he was writing legislation and shit. He's a fucking war hawk. Uh, he's, he's no good. Uh, I don't fuck with his shit. But, you know, if I gotta, if I have to, like, deal with his shit and not fuck with Trump shit, man, I'll fucking take it, I guess. That's like, I hate, I hate, I hate being apathetic like that, but man, uh, you know, 2024 doesn't look good because this motherfucker's already out here trying to, trying to run again, and uh, that's just, this is not going to be good for the country. So I really hope that like the, de the, de the Democrats or a Green Party candidate has to emerge and it has to be, it has to be a, a millennial. It has to be a millennial. against the boomers but like when the boomers are not in power anymore can we get some metric going like yeah in kilometers or yeah something? like i'm gonna get rid of everything like i need my fahrenheit but like what the fuck like it's so much easier yeah no it is and i was actually talking with uh one of my volunteers this this session um this last week he was like you know i think that like once more of the baby boomers like start 
departing this physical plane <laughs> and our generation and the the generation xers really start like moving into the scientific and political realm and like just the regular old like municipality realm and occupying those positions of of importance and power in our american society hopefully we will then make that move to to uh metric it makes sense everything's in 10 how is that fucking hard as as a runner i know meters i know kilometers but as a driver i know miles it was caught like i i fucked with metric before but call of duty really brought me like familiarity and comfort and like the only thing that's not super familiar is celsius but all you got to do is Double it and add 12, I think. I forget what so, the conversion is. Well, I guess it's not that easy. So, Fahrenheit gang still. But other than that, like, I fucked with metric. It's good. Um, and shit, I was going to say something, but I lost it. It's all good. Mm. It was probably some old man Joe Biden joke or something. Yeah. Old man yelled out. Um, but, man, I'm stoked that the podcast is back. And, uh, yeah, definitely miss recording. For anybody that might be listening, the next episode we should anticipate maybe like early August-ish when Kazi is on hiatus from current uh, Adirondack missions. Straight up. Yeah, uh, I'll be back August 1st. That's my wedding anniversary. So uh, Katie and I are probably going to be doing something. (laughs) Probably. No, we are going to be doing something. Um, And then, yeah, August 2nd, I'll, I'll I'll be good to go. I'll be doing some food truck stuff too. The that the, those two weeks that I'm I'm back at home, be doing some in in person meetings and things like that. Um, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to get everything rolling so that way when I come back to camp August fifteenth through the twenty second, when I come back end of August that truck will be rolling. Like that. Um, stuff in, in September. Yeah, yeah. I got to talk to Jackie about about us renting that cabin. Um, oh no. No, no. Oh, cool. All right. Then. I mean, I don't, I don't foresee that, but um, you know, my contract is up, um, after the twenty second of August. So, um, you know, uh, I'll talk to her about when she wants me to come up. You know, if she wants me to be here August fourteenth, so that way I'm ready to go August fifteenth. That kind of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah. Right now, man. Yeah, dude. So, uh, good talking with you. Good sesh. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll edit this episode and I'll get it published. What do you want to, what do you want to name this one? Episode five. Um, episode five, Rain and Bismarcky. I like it. Even though we barely talked about Bismarcky, but, (laughs) but we'll, you know what? Yeah, we'll dedicate some time uh, in the next couple weeks, and then when we record episode six, we can uh, kind of like what we did with DMX, we can kind of like spend some time to reflect, and then we can circle back. For sure, for sure, absolutely. Talk about him and his contribution to the, his huge contribution to the hip-hop world, so. Right on. Word dog. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how to end this live, but I think I just hit the live button, so. All right, man. Been been good talking with you. Um, For everyone listening, peace out. Look out for episode six. Peace.